Yo, what is going on, everybody? This is the New Beginnings Podcast. I am your host, Matt Clem. And with every end, there is always a new beginning. We are here to talk about your health, your fitness, your mindset, and really the journey in becoming your best self. Wherever you are, I hope you enjoy. So let's get right into it. I mean, I I feel that with just all of our stories, all of our narratives, and all of our just journeys, um, there's a time and place, and there's always a reason why people come into our lives. And if they end up leaving across during that path in time, it is what it is. But the people that really stick and really stay um, are the ones that are, are meant to be. And, and I feel that we're just starting to cultivate our own relationships. So I'm really freaking excited and happy uh, to be here with you. So um, that said, um, for the audience and everyone, um, who are you? Who's Adrian? How'd, how Obviously, we met through Beyond Built, but like, how do you kind of uh, get into fitness? And then we can kind of realm that into um, faith and everything. So who are you? Um, and like, how do, how do you get into fitness, my man? Well, I'm Adrian Cantu. I'm 24. I was born in Lufkin, Texas. I recently just moved to San Antonio about roughly about an, uh, a year and a, and a half ago, man. And, um, just growing up, I played baseball my whole life and other sports and it was just really active. So I'm really thankful for my parents just always putting me on and just, you know, we were hardly home growing up. So I was really thankful for that, man. And uh, it just really led, um, you know, once graduation ended in high school, I, there was, in my mind, I was like, there's no way we're done. Like, like, this is like, I'm literally 120 pounds sweating. And I was like, no, I gotta change. I gotta change. I gotta change. So then um, literally the day after graduation, the journey started 100%. Mm -hmm. I just was. I remember, like, just my senior year of high school, like, I was just really a bench warmer and was not playing. So I was just always filled with anger, jealousy, and full of hate, bro. Mm. I was genuinely hating on people's success, the people that were playing in front of me. I was just, like, having that ego and was talking, like, I should be on the field. I should be doing this and that because, you know, I was genuine thing. I was putting the extra hours in. But then – how to release that hate and it went towards the gym man and um i've just been thankful that god's blessed me with the the opportunity to just really grow in that aspect and uh we just we haven't let off the gas yet man 100 percent, dude and that kind of goes into that saying where many people basically get to like they finish school or whatever they get to their early 20s and most people like they live until they're 22 and then they die when they're like (laughs) 82 or whatever. Right. And that just goes into kind of saying it's like, but, but it's just the beginning. Like you're, we have our whole life ahead of us. And, and I like how you kind of say with what many people say and they start their fitness journeys operating kind of out of like a self hate operating kind of out of like a conditional love. Like I'm only going to, love myself when I have the six back abs or when I'm starting position on the team, or I'm only going to love myself with those conditions. So kind of for you, obviously it might've been like a switch of the flip and it's like, Oh, I'm going to go into the gym. But like, who are you looking up to? Or like, what kind of spurred like, Oh, in order for me to get better at the sport, like I need a strength train or I need to like focus on building more muscles. Like where, where did that like kind of angst to kind of get into that, 
kind of avenue like I'm, I'm just curious um to hear like that switch up from sport to also putting that athlete kind of mentality into like the gym and into like bodybuilding well fortunately man i had a really solid support system really solid support system so uh i have a great friend right now he plays for the saints right now his name's eric mccoy and uh you know i was always in the gym with him every summer so he put me on game mm. and i also got two of my brothers uh court mcpherson and uh trey cumbie and they really helped me get into the gym as well and then obviously my father and my mother were um were already in the gym themselves so you know mm. when you're in that environment it's just like I got to get mines in, you know what I'm saying? So all three of my friends were all playing college baseball and college football at that time. So, you know, that they were still athletes. Although I wasn't an, an athlete anymore, I still had the mentality and I got the, the opportunity to train with them and they really put me on game. So that was cool. And then obviously my father and my mother were training as well. So I was really thankful for that. And uh, they really put me on. For sure. And and like, I do have like questions and stuff, but I, this is also a conversation, right? And I definitely like that sense of that support system and that sense of community, right? Um, that belonging, the sense of like, there's a, like a higher power, right? God or whatever religious entity or not, right? Just there's something out there. So for you, that knowing like, holy shit, like, I'm operating out of fear and conditional love, but also it's like I'm being pushed by my peers because this is like a community of, of self-development. This is a community to, to become better. So yeah, maybe it was that sense of community or not, but like, how did you kind of intertwine um, that community into like your own life? Because for me, and I'm going to be honest, Literally up until I went to that fucking retreat in Beyond Built in San Diego, I didn't have community. I didn't have belonging. <laughs> I, I I felt that I didn't have that community and belonging within myself. So there was no question as to why I wasn't showing up to the gym consistently. Or there, there wasn't a question why I wasn't hitting my macros. It's because I didn't believe in myself. So for you, how has community and just support whether religious and in church or whether like going to the gym and being consistent and growing as an athlete like how has community really helped you um into the person you are today and then we can kind of dive into faith and all man and the community was huge honestly because um i genuinely felt alone when i first started granted i did have my boys but um you know, they were already college athletes. They they already put their work in. And so it almost felt like yeah, I even worked hard in high school. So then it yeah. led to that. Then it led to, you know, not having any faith in myself and relying on me instead of relying on God. Because at the end of the day, I was steadily just trying to do things on my own. When we all know, if you just try to do things all on your own, it really just, just <laughs> not much is going to be accomplished. <laughs> So Seriously. That really, so it was um you know really, you know really tough talks between those moments and like curious of like am I even gonna be able to get past this or like what's next you know just that lack of uncertainty and fear was really tugging into my heart and I was like what's yeah. gonna happen <laughs> no and, and you're in like the minds like holy shit holy shit and then the heart and the body respond like 
holy cow, like, and responding that way. Yeah, um, literally. And, and that just goes to show, like, how valuable what we do as, as coaches. It's like, because we've, we've been in those plateaus. We've been in those valleys. And mm-hmm. it sure as hell, and, and I think Farshad said this in one of the podcasts before, but it's like, you can, if you want to go fast, you can go alone. But if you want to go far, if you want to have longevity, if you want to have sustainability, have a foundation, have yourself and others to lean on, then like you go fucking together, right? I graduated 100%. with my degree. We have our certifications. We can we know all the information, but it's like to actually put it into practice and to follow through. Um, sometimes having that support system is always helpful. So for, for you for you and and we'll we'll end up getting back to fitness but i really want to tap into god and 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 into your faith especially but for for me i i did the whole religious like catholic roman catholic grade school i then went to all boys jesuit high school and then went to a jesuit university so i've like done my background is is I was a sacristan. I went to the like church twice a week. I was altar server, so I really have a yeah. strong base and foundation with with my own faith. And I've definitely um, it, it's been changing as as of recent years. Um, but for me, it's like growing up. I it w- it was based off tradition and it was based off of obligation. And gotcha. so so basically, what I'm saying is. Frick, I was just looking up to my parents. My parents could have been freaking like like Hindu or Buddhist or whatever. But if I saw them as a good human individual, then like, shit, I wouldn't have been Catholic or I I would have been believing whatever they would have been believing because they were just good human beings. And, and I was kind of like, I wasn't, I was forced to go to church, right? Obviously they're not going to leave a baby at home, but it's like, I was, I was forced to. And I feel like kind of through that obligation of like, oh, this is just what I have to do. I definitely growing up um, in my own free will, I ended up enjoying um, church and going and everything, but it's just like, I was kind of forced into it. And Mm. I, I was that child that was just like, messing around not caring like mm-hmm. falling asleep not wanting to be there <laughs> and and that's kind of it was like deeply rooted in that right so it's like for you maybe it's similar maybe obviously there's differences but it's like whether or not you were there for like oh this is what i have to do this is obligation this is what my we we like um what's it called in, in terms of some week where you like can only have fish and you can't have meat and like you're a bad <laughs> Christian or whatever. Right. So it's like, this is, this is just the tradition. This is just what I have to do. So for you kind of learning and growing up and understanding tradition and obligation within your own household, how did you kind of have that free will when you were of age and able to think for yourself and to make your own decisions? What kind of made you, create like even a stronger relationship with with your faith um and yeah let's just start with that i got you man so if i'm being real with you it really was not tradition i didn't grow up in church i didn't i honestly didn't get into church until until i was 16 um my baby brother fabian uh uh he wasn't even born yet uh, my mother was on was uh flighted uh, to Houston in the NICU, and uh, so that whole 
time frame. We weren't, we were two hours from Houston, so we didn't have anyone to watch us. Obviously, we had family and everything, but essentially, we went with uh, one of my mother's uh, good friends that was watching us, and I appreciate them so much because um, they're related to a pastor. And so we stayed with mm-hmm. them for like a few months, literally, because my mother was in the hospital and uh, my brother was not even born. They, she was about 30 weeks and had the baby. Um, so they were just in deep critical care for about three and a half months. So within that mm-hmm. time frame, you know, we're with the family. And I appreciate the Requinas so much because they did so much for my brother Gabriel and I. And I, I can't thank God enough. I thank you, Miss Margie, Austin, Giselle, Mark, literally the whole group. I'm just so appreciative. And uh, they were like, well, we go to church on Sundays. <laughs> and mm-hmm. now we're like, oh, all right, and we're not going to say no, you know. They're literally letting us stay with them. So literally that first day of church, we got saved. Like, I, remember, I, I remember bawling, bro. I was – I remember I was with um a good man, uh, Davo, and he was um he was praying for me, and I was just literally crying that first day when I went to church at La Vina, and I can't thank uh, Pastor Ricky enough as well, and um it was it really started from there. So from 16 until now, we are finally growing faith. But I will say in the beginning, it was definitely wishy-washy, 100%, because I didn't know what I was getting in, myself into. I was just I was essentially with just their family, and then we just started building consistency from there. And then, you know, when my mother got back into town, she eventually got into the church and everything as well. And uh, it was really cool, man. And then um, it was not necessarily uh, forced upon us. Obviously, like, they were like, yo, we go to church. But it wasn't like, y'all come to church, this, this, and that. It was really sweet, and they were just open arms and just ready to show love for us. So Mm -hmm. I was really appreciative for that. And before that, since it might have been wishy-washy, even like before that, right? Mm-hmm. Like your your faith in, in general. So it's like, what about just like that intersection in time that made it just like so profound and so perfect when up until you were 16, like it was just a thought or it was like, oh, that's just like what they do, right? So yeah. what, what, what kind of like, I don't know, like what, what about radical hospitality that like really rubbed off on you like give and maybe receive nothing return like what about just like that just held on to like your core values at the time because I'm very curious as I don't know two weeks before it's like you're just Adrian you're 16 years old and you might have heard of faith and you might have heard of God but you weren't really like deeply involved in anything and then like mm-hmm. two weeks later you're like converted your change and you're like basically a new person so what in the like that span of time like what internal conversations did um like teenage adrian have to kind of go through um in order to like see that that growth right because for for many people and this can be their faith but this can also be the belief in themselves the confidence they have themselves to like go to the gym right it's like 100%. 100%. It is a lot of microtransactions that usually add up to like a big monumental shift in enlightenment. So, so for you, like going through that kind of time period, like what, what did you, what did you experience that was whether unworldly or like what conversations did you have 
um, in that time of being a 16 year old? Well, before like actually going to that church, I already believed in God. Like I was just like, I'm You're a just believer, like a Christian. Yeah, I was just okay. I was there, but wasn't really you know attending. I was not. We just didn't grow with it. So um, just from that approach, but my baby brother was not even born yet. My mother had high blood pressure, and I was just like, "Yo, like, what's happening?" So I was just like. I was like, I, I didn't know how to pray. It was just a very surface level prayer, but I was like, God, what, what's happening right now? Like, what are you going to do with my mother? Is she going to be okay? Is she going to stay mm. alive? Is, is my brother Fabian going to die? Like he's literally, when he was born, he was only two pounds and four ounces. And then don't even think about, like, forget about how my mother was feeling in that moment. She had to get a C-section as well with that. And it's just, you know, so much is going. Plus my father, he works he works offshore still. So like he was still hours away from Gabriel and I as well. So me and Gabriel just alone. And we're just like, yo, what's going to happen? Like there was just so much fear and uncertainty. And um, I don't remember the actual word Pastor Ricky was talking about on that day, but it really resonated with how it connected with my mother, Fabian, just my family in general and what he was going to do for them. And it was just, he literally was laying miracles left and right in that season of life with Fabian and my mother, because like, I really thought both of them were going to die. I thought that, that I wasn't going to have my mother. Anymore. She, she and like, you know, me and Gabriel, me and Gabriel are just at church. And then they say she's getting flighted. And I'm just like, yo, wait, 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 what? Like, you know, we're literally in service. And then she's saying all this, we're like, we're getting the news of this. And we're just like, you know, we're just like, what happens now? You know, so it's just like, at that at that moment, I had to pray to God and just really give it to mm-hmm. Him. I I I had to surrender, and I was literally just bawling, man, bawling. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I remember when we actually got to when we got to Houston and actually meet Fabian and check up on my mom because we didn't really like go go over there because we were still in school, so it's not like. We can just miss school and just lose our responsibility. Plus, I had baseball at that time frame. It was just a busy season of life. So it was like time was limited of family time on that point. So it was like I just didn't know what to do but pray to him. And he provided the answers. Now I got an eight-year-old brother just bouncing off the walls now. Got a healthy mother. Crazy. You know, it's just um, <laughs> it's literally Lessons. crazy what he can do. Yeah. And uh... – and probably one of the key words out of that story was for for me at least was surrender mm-hmm. like accept like acceptance and surrendering that whatever's going to happen in this moment is going to happen and how can we use this moment to to carry forward and to carry on and 100%. so for you kind of really mixing the two right cuz because faith is a metaphor for life and then fitness is a metaphor for life. And when you kind of like connect the two, I don't know, there's, there's something special and there's something that, that really goes on. And especially that is, is fluid um, in your life. It's like, how have you like in, in terms of, in all the things that we've said, community, belonging, surrendering, acceptance, having that faith and that belief, right? That, that mm-hmm. things are going to work out uh, as it should, right? Like how, 
how does that like that will like keep you going right um and let, let's just start with with that will like how do you have that will to to not give up to 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 surrender but at the same time it's like to give up right like mm-hmm. those are like two two opposing um conflictions right i need to surrender on one end but mm-hmm. i need to not give up on the other so how do you kind of see that will in in like your own life and your own practice man it's honestly really really simple to be honest because at the end of the day god bless us with another day it is in promise uh we're we're healthy we're able to function there's honestly a guy at my gym right now he's in a wheelchair getting it every day me and you could literally be paralyzed we couldn't walk you know maybe not even be able to function properly and just train the the intent we do you know like that's just an underrated blessing and the and you can just wake up and thank him for simply that because I've always made an identity of like with myself with like lifting and becoming a bodybuilder and like just classifying myself as that instead of I'm a child of God and just really thumbing that down because at the end of the day he could take all of it like that he could take it all away then who you are who are you Adrian Cantu who are you outside of bodybuilding? Who are you outside of a coach? Who are you, you know, the list can go on, you know? And it's just, just really got to express gratitude in the, in the smallest spectrum and just thank them for simply that. Because, man, I don't know what I would be doing if I couldn't be able to train or, you know, would I still be able to create the same impact? You know, and mm. it's just all those what if questions. But at the yeah. end of the day, at the end of the day, God has this. Whether we are immobile or mobile, He will still provide. And I just gotta gotta have faith. And I feel like as us coaches, we gotta lead by example. We can't just tell our clients do this, this, and that, and we're not even putting in the work. Whether it's through the eating, the training, managing our stress, and just really locking in on what God has for us. That way, we can fulfill His dream and His purpose. And we can do his work for him and just simply be a vessel for him. Mm. And it's just, it's really crazy, bro, because at the end of the day, we're not worthy of any of it, man. I, he can just simply smile and just be thankful for just this moment right here, right now. And I'm just so excited to be able to train tonight when I train. And even my, even my clients tonight, it's just all an underrated blessing, man. And uh, just thankful to have this conversation with you, man. Seriously. And, and I do like how you kind of ended um, right there with kind of um, you, you do have that high sense of gratitude. And obviously we had that, that gold call um, with beyond bill recently. And, and I guess this, this talk would be another good little way to really go over it again. And like having that gratitude keeping those promises for yourself and and maybe for for some of the listeners right whether you believe in god or not right um and like if you're atheist that's one thing but it's just like having that belief right having that faith that you are you are exactly where you're supposed to be but you're also like meant for more right and Mm -hmm. so for you like how have you gotten to the point of having this like this huge amount of gratitude for not only yourself, but others. But um, 
I want I want to start with because obviously Lana talked about like how in some aspects of your life you might not be showing up as much as for yourself as for what you'd like, right? So it's like mm-hmm. after taking that and after being a sponge and absorbing that this past like week or two, like how have you started to not only have that gratitude in others, but how did you how have you started to practice having more grace? within your own life, within the gym, within your meals, within your coaching, within your relationship with your brother? Um, how have you started to show up more and have that sort of grace for yourself, right? Um, these past like few weeks? Man, I, I was guilty of it in this past season of life. I was just trying to stay busy, whether that was to, you know, just stay with clients longer than normal or just stay at the gym longer just to film more or something, just really just hide from my problems. And then it just like, essentially, like when I wasn't giving myself that grace, I was just like a lot of the prayers, they weren't, they weren't even authentic. I was like, I was trying to like show up to God and like look put together and be strong enough to just carry all of my own problems when I couldn't even do that. And it's just really just, just folding down and surrendering to him and just really making that time for him. And um, church has really been a, a huge factor in that. I've been, um, I've fortunately have had pastors keep texting me like, yo, everything okay, this and that. And I'm really thankful for them. Even like if I continue showing up, they just, they're just simply there for me. My parents are there, my stepdad, my stepmom. They, I just got a really strong support system on that. And then showing up uh, in the gym, getting it in, making sure I'm, I'm getting all my lifts in, hitting my lifts. And then obviously eating, you know how much food I'm eating. So that's always a good time. And I get to enjoy my food time and just really just uh, being alone right now. I don't, like I was saying, I'm pretty free right now. I won't be busy until tonight. So today I'm literally going to just, just reflect on this moment and just, just see what God has to tell me. Because as soon as one conversation is over, he, he wants to have one with yourself too. And, you know, he just wants to be able to talk to you. And I'm um, just, that's really how it's been. Just really just downtime with him a little bit of silence i try not to occupy myself with the tv too too much or my phone guilty we all are addicted to our phones and you know <laughs> need to stay away at times but that's about it and then a little bit of peaceful walks after my meals nice little time to reflect seriously dude and and i feel that because everyone's just like after nine to fives or they're just like go 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 and then right as like let's say the work day is over they're like oh i'm too tired because their job was draining or there's just not enough reflecting right and whether you have a conversation with yourself with god or or with whatever right it's like there there isn't enough of that right and and when Mm -hmm. people come when people are struggling with their fitness journey and we've all been there right not consistently inconsistent going to the gym, not pushing yourself hard enough in the gym, not fueling your body, not having protein afterwards, not even drinking enough water, not doing (laughs) just literally going on a simple walk, not doing all these things. But at the end of all those checking off the boxes, it's just like, can we come to a consensus of, are we having some sort of solitude or are we having those hard conversations with each other? Whether or not you have faith in a higher power, like, can you be in solitude and actually have those honest conversations with yourself? And I feel like 
if we were to start doing that just as a society or just people that might be, whether you are going through a peak or whether you're going through a valley, can you just really have that sort of solitude and have those conversations, right? And whether you have a coach or not. So for kind of you, because it's, it's easy to, in some degree, to check off the boxes. Oh, I need to have a gallon. I need to do this. I need to do that. But it, for me and how I depart on all my clients, it's like, how are we feeling through the process? Like, 100%. How, like, yes, you're checking off the boxes. You're doing good. But how are we feeling? Are we having those hard conversations with each other? And the reason I feel that a lot of people don't believe in themselves as much as they should or don't have that confidence or don't have that faith, right, is mm-hmm. because they it's unsettling it's it's taboo it's oh that's what adrian does or that's what matt does they they journal they do that and it's like well no it's like if you want to get to that next level you're going to need to have those hard conversations with yourself so for you and for those listening right um some people might be going through it right now some people that are listening or will listen to this might be going through a plateau they might be going through a rut they might be questioning their faith they might be questioning is the gym even for me i'm never i'm consistently inconsistent so, so mm-hmm. for you it's like through your your suffering and through your allowance of giving yourself that kind of grace um what would you tell that person that's gonna be listening to this that that one person out there that's like looking into the mirror and aren't confident in themselves or they're, they're going to the gym and they, they have insecurities and like, what would you tell that person that is maybe going, maybe going through it right now? And what would, what would you tell them in, in terms of having grace, in terms of believing in themselves, in terms of having like faith? Man, that is that's such a beautiful question. And I got the answer right here, man. God isn't focused on your problems, man. He really isn't. He's simply your friend. And you need to know that you're talking to your father. And um, my pastor, he really said something really powerful yesterday. And he was saying, there's, there's hidden treasures when you address the pain up front instead of ignoring it. Because mm-hmm. the, the more you ignore it, the more you hold on to all the lust to all the brokenheartedness, to all the childhood trauma, when you hold in all of this, and then you're still trying to hold on to your dreams because you want to give God your dreams as well too, but you're mm-hmm. holding all this other baggage from the past that you're not willing to give up and surrender. Once you can do all that and pray that to him, mm, praying, training, eating, none of that should feel like a job for you. It shouldn't feel like an obligation, like, oh, I've got to go train. I've got to eat this. All this is a blessing, man. Mm. And you can just simply just just flip the switch and express that gratitude. Because don't get me wrong, those hard times are definitely here, 100%. You're in the storm. God already told you he's going to take you into the storm. But guess what? He's going to get you through the storm as well, too. And I claim breakthrough in your life. And that's not me talking. That's simply him. This is all his doing. And I just, man, yours be done, man. Yours be done. And that, just... that's, that's, that's fucking huge. Um, and I, I definitely, I definitely resonate with that um, heavily. And really to just end this kind of talk, 
Um, obviously this is kind of like the first time I'm doing this. Um, mm-hmm. but obviously, um, this is Instagram live, but also this is the new beginnings podcast. And this is something that I'm building to. And I always want to end with as one of my sayings is with every, the end, there's always a new beginning. How would you go about saying with every end there is? Mm. That's beautiful. That's tough. But I do have an answer. So um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get my Bible. And uh, I'm going to pull up to, to Isaiah 40, 31 in the NIV version. And uh, well, actually, we're going to be on Isaiah 40. My bad. <laughs> we're going to actually be on 27 to 31. My fault. So he says, why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine, Israel, saying, God has lost track of me. He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out, doesn't pause to catch his breath, and he knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired, gives fresh strength to dropouts. For even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall. But those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and they don't get tired. They walk and they don't lag behind. So it's like God gives you the strength to move on. And, um, you know, as Christians, you know, most people think they die, they die. When in reality, death is just the beginning because you're going into eternal life in heaven. And it's just, man, when you see Kim and you know who your father is, man, you just... It's just an underrated blessing, man. And I uh, just, you just yeah. so thankful for him, man. And just, yeah, like, it's not over, man. You get eternal life with him. And what more of a blessing is that, man? I just, I, I don't have any words for that, you know? And it's just, that's really what I would have to say on that. Yeah, man. And, um, and also every person is made in the image of God, right? So, treat Mm -hmm. others as how you would want to be treated and those others is yourself so for anyone out there it's like if you are doing well or even if you're you're struggling it's just like are you treating yourself as the person that you would want to be treated and Mm -hmm. if you can go through your fitness journey like that if you can go through the people that you surround yourself like that and it is positivity is abundance it is unconditional love then then that is where the mental and emotional and, and faith kind of background changes into the better. But that's also how your, your physical fitness um, can also change as well. So, dude, I'm freaking glad that we have this talk. We'll definitely have freaking more. Um, mm-hmm. But do you have any last thoughts or anything to, to say? Uh, yes, actually. I would love to pray for you and everyone that's tuning in. I would love to pray for us right now. Let's do it. All right. Dear Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. God, I thank you that I'm safe with you. God, thank you for your prayer for just being a safe place to start. No matter what you've asked us to start, no matter where, you, where we are, Lord, if we've been comparing, if we've been stuck on ourselves, if we've been stuck on the same things, God, I pray that we would feel the safety of your love. I pray by the power of your spirit right now, Lord that you heal and make whole of your picture of God. 
Right now, I pray that you would do surgery in the hearts of his children for them to be restored and to be able to come to you as their friend and as their father. We love you so much, and I just can't express enough gratitude for you, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.